All right, good morning. Um, this is Scott Maston coming from the Father's Church on the Wisdom Seekers Radio Network. No, just making up stuff. Um, all right, well, um, let's, let's open with a word of prayer so we can bless whatever, help, whatever comes out of my mouth here in the next 30 or 40 minutes. <laughs> Father, I... Uh, <laughs> I thank you, Lord, for this this wonderful place that we are able to be a part of this this network, this church, and this this the your kingdom to be a part of what you are doing on this earth and in this house. And I ask you, Lord, to bless this day, um, bless all the events and all the saints wherever they are and whatever whatever's happening in their town and in their church. Lord, bless each and every person. Bless this day in our church as we um, come forth to hear more from you and um, just bless you, Lord, in everything we do today. Uh, bless this class. Be with us today, Lord. We love and praise you in Jesus' name. Amen. All right. Well, um, I'm going to try to really do good with my mic here. I'm going to try to, I've watched the way Pastor does it. I'm going to try to really work it. Um, well-doing, that's the title of my, uh, my words today. It was funny, I was, I, was, I was saving this as part of my filibuster so I can kill some time. Uh, but no, uh, this morning coming in, no, <laughs> I was wondering where I want to start this story, but anyway, uh, it was funny, this morning we were coming in, uh, we got a, a, a quick text from Pastor, uh, Pastor L, and uh, you know, he, he said he woke up, and we were on his heart, and he sent a little message to Stacy and I, and you know, blessing us today and, and our day in the church and stuff. And, uh, and I, I was telling Stacy this morning, I was getting ready and I, the only, has anybody in, has anybody or everybody seen The Wedding Singer? Adam Sandler movie, The Wedding Singer? Well, if you remember in the movie, there's a part where his girlfriend leaves him at the altar, doesn't show up. And so he's got this song that he's written and uh, I don't think I can, I don't really want to sing it, but um, he's, you know, obviously very distraught, and it's just like, <laughs> um, anyway, the song was going through my head all morning long, <laughs> the, the, the particular line where he's like, eh, eh. I won't say what the, anyway, it was just kind of funny, and then for Pastor L to, somebody kill me, please, um, I, uh, I just couldn't get it out of my head this morning. Uh, who knows why I would be thinking that. But, um, and then for Pastor L to send us a, a blessing and a word, I'm like, he must have woken up and knew I was listening. I had that in my head or something. He was <laughs> helping. He knew what, uh, maybe I was a little distraught or something about um, having to uh, get, get up here and do my thing. So, uh, so anyway, I... Um, as I was trying to come come together with what I would talk about, um, you know, well doing, and you know, of course, I was thinking of there's a couple of different things I wrote down during the week as I was thinking about, you know, trying to focus on, you know, what would the Lord want me to try to try to um, study, and and uh, it was funny because I kept getting things like weary and well doing, you know, phrases like that, and uh, the other one was uh, much ado about nothing, uh, things that that 
seem to occupy me a lot, uh, sometimes at work and with things that I'm uh, going on with, with uh, just the way my mind works and the way I deal with um, the stress and the different things that, that go on at the office. And especially much ado about nothing because I, uh, I definitely stress about things that I should let go. Um, I think, you know, we are talking, I think last time I was up here maybe, and, or Monica was talking about, you know, you, you wake up in the morning with these stuffs going about, you know, things you think you got to worry about, things you think you got to solve, things you got, that need to be fixed. I, 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 I struggle with that off and on. Uh, I, I've been really trying to, to uh, overcome it, but um, but I get worked up, and Stacy knows this better than anybody. How I I can uh, really let things stress me out that I should just give the Lord and walk away, and think, it'll work itself out or it won't, and whatever happens happens, and not be so just distraught over it. But um, um, still still struggling with that. But then this this week I was again, working through some things at the office, uh, several different things going on, trying to get them all, everything, all my ducks in a row. And, uh, you know, uh, and I always stress or worry about, you know, I want to keep everybody happy. My, the people I work for, the, the team, you know, whoever it is, I'm trying to just keep everybody um, happy. And uh, this kind of weary and well-doing kind of hit me in the, in the head. And, uh, Things were going really well. It wasn't that I was really overly wearied, but I was, or losing heart or anything, but I was, uh, things were going pretty well. But I was, you know, working hard and trying to um, make it all come together. So anyway, this is, that's kind of how I uh, in, happened upon this little topic. So just got a few verses here. There's not a lot. This may be a, a short lesson. I don't know. We'll see how the conversation goes, but um, and, and, you know, not, not any new surprising words here that I've found or anything overly special, but I, you know, it's, it's where I went, it's where my mind went, and um, we'll talk about this. Um, so, weary and well-doing, well, I guess that's where I started was weary and well-doing, and, um, but, but well-doing, and... Uh, so let me, let me start. Let's go ahead and read the first, this first verse, first passage here from Galatians. Um, and I kind of broke these up because the word, the word well-doing, or sometimes just well, is, is two different Greek words. And one thing I also was, was going to mention too is I, I, you know, I just searched for the phrase well-doing in the Bible as a whole and Unless, unless I limited my search to the New Testament, which I don't think I did, well-doing only showed up in the New Testament, um, which I thought, I don't know, I kind of thought that was maybe odd. Why would that not be so? I don't know. But, um, but these, I guess, six or seven, five or six times. Um, so anyway, Galatians 6, uh, 8 through 10 for he that soweth to his flesh shall of the flesh reap corruption, but he that soweth to the Spirit shall of the Spirit reap life everlasting. And let us not be weary. Um, and weary, you know, uh, the word, it can mean, you know, to faint or uh, to kind of, or, you know, one, one, one thing was lose heart. Uh, and I thought, you know, that's, I mean, 
that's certainly something we don't, to me, that was almost the worst thing is for my heart, for your heart to fail, for you to really give up in your heart that you just can't go on. You you just don't have the the energy or the drive or, or you've lost the passion to move, to continue on with those, with the good things that you're trying to accomplish. Um, so let us not be weary in well-doing, for in due season we shall reap, if we not faint. And again, that faint is uh, just relax. You just kind of, which, you know, that, I think that's a tendency um, after 23 years. We've been on this path, on on in this, going this direction, and at some point you think you're doing so well, and you got it, got it under control, and you've kind of worked through a whole lot of challenges and issues. And I just want to, I kind of want to relax. I kind of want to to take a break or whatever. And, and we're not even near anywhere near the end. So um, maybe maybe a little rest, but not not a total relaxation. Maybe. Um, and as we ha- and as we have therefore opportunity, let us do good. And this is, even though I've got this is kalos is what I'm focusing on in this particular phrase of well doing. The word good is agathos. Unto all men, especially unto them who are of the household of faith. Um, so well doing here. Um, and the word in this particular case, well, is kalos. Kalos, yeah. Um, and the word doing, though, is more, is actually, in this case, not, it's not too, it's not the, the, the phrase isn't together. Doing is a separate word, but, I mean, we know what doing is. It's spring forth, um, execute, fulfill, purpose. Um, and, but well, of course, is, is um, Kalos. And, you know, it's, it's, I'm trying to remember here. I got to separate this, but, you know, the two words are, they're both, they're both used for good, of course, but, um, kalos is, um, you know, for, for virtuous, you know, virtuous things in terms of being good, uh, representing the righteous purpose of God, um, opposing the kakos. Um, so, you mean, you know, we're, you know, it's telling us, you know, uh, not to to lose heart, but to, to continue on um, as we are. And I don't know why I'm even, you know, where, why am I I'm bringing this message? I don't know who knows because I uh, we're certainly uh, I don't see anybody losing heart or or uh, wearying from the from the march forward. But I guess it's maybe my you know maybe intent is just it's just a warning because I know uh, well. I was, Thinking about my, my work life, I, I've I've kind of gotten to this mode where I almost I've segmented my 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 work my work time where all I try to get through is the next seven days. I don't you know it's it's like I get there Monday and I can't wait. I'm hoping Friday gets here quicker than and then you know as fast as possible that no big things pop up during the week. Just get through another week in which I'm thinking that's just a that's a really terrible way to approach the day to day work life. Um, just wanting to get through each day so I can go home and, and then hopefully get to Saturday and nothing uh, too tragic has happened. Um, I like my job 
for the most part, but you know, at the, at the same time, I, I don't know what it is. Maybe it's my age. I'm, I think I'm just getting old and I wanna, uh, I wanna retire or something. I don't know what, what the challenge is, but it's, uh, it's weird how it's changed my approach to the, the, the job I do. Um, you know, I was, I was just thinking I, this is a real significant year in my life. 30 years ago, I started to work at Sprint. And I don't, you know, that's not a very common thing anymore. People working at one job or at a company. I still work for different, I don't work for the same company anymore, but I am at the same job, the same place, doing it the same, basically the same job all the time for the last 30 years. And um, of course, I got married in this year, started Sprint this in 1989 and uh of course i have a major birthday coming up too um so it's it's kind of a, a significant point for me I, I can't believe half my life has been spent at the going to the same company and same office but so i could be wearied <laughs> uh which maybe that's what i'm feeling uh, yeah it's so many years at the same place. I love the, you know, a lot of the people I work with, and it's, it's, uh, it's not a terrible place, but uh, I don't know. Uh, something's become more challenging about it than it used to be. Um, but, you know, we're, we're in a, we're in a, it's like a long distance run. We're in a, a long we're on a very long path, I mean, to, to eternal life and to fulfilling whatever the, all the purpose that the Lord's put on this house and on the Saints Network. Uh, we're doing good things. Um, we're doing what the Lord, what's valued in the Lord, and we're, f- we're fulfilling that, that purpose in Him. And it's just, you have to keep on the, keep the focus, keep marching forward. Um, Never take, never letting anything try to take your eyes off of where you're headed. Um, you know, I know in this world, and especially in you know these things, and I know I've I've dealt with this a lot in my job. The kind of business, the kind of work I do is that you 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 like the instant gratification. Uh, you know, when you fix things, when you solve things, it's like it feels great to get that done and feel good. And I think I've been in a role now for the last twenty something years that I don't get that very often. I have to wait weeks before I get the, the kind of the gratification that we've succeeded in doing things. I enjoy the things that where you, you solve it today or you fix it this week and you put something in place. Um, and, you know, I think a lot of the people have gotten to that point where they really want that instant gratification. Um, and that can wear you out that you, you're waiting and waiting and waiting for things to occur to see the, the benefits see what's uh, the things to come fruition to fruition that you've spent you've labored and spent so much time over the the past weeks or months or years um as we have in this body but um scott yes um when you said that that statement just a minute ago about um wanting instant gratification it really speaks to this verse to me because that would be sowing to the flesh when you sow to the flesh, it's it's because you want something to happen immediately or you want to try to make something happen. But we know that sowing to the Spirit means waiting. Right. And then it tells you. I mean, the very next 
verse is talking about how if you do that, if you stay faithful to the callous, and you don't give up and become weary, that in due season you will reap. You know, the plan of God will be fulfilled, but you must, the sowing to the Spirit is the waiting. Right, right. Yeah, and it's, yeah. And the patience, um, it, I mean, it's a continuing in your patience, which I think is, is going to come up here in another verse in a minute. Um, continuing on and, and uh, holding on to what we know and what, what we believe. But you're right. I mean, that's sowing to the flesh is, is always trying to get, you know, some, something makes you feel good today, something that's quick and, and uh, gratifying. Um, you know, and I, I... Part of that, too, is your... It's the thing about that that instant gratification, it, it has to do with your own agenda. You haven't really submitted or yielded your agenda if you want it to happen in a certain way or in a certain time frame. And so it means you act when you sow to the flesh and it reaping corruption is because, you know, your agenda is not going to fly. It's not going to bring fruitfulness. It's not going to bring that eternal value. And so that's why there's corruption there. It's just it's going to be temporary going to pass it's not you know, yeah you may have a good meeting or you may have a good you know what seems like something that you feel like is bringing some point of fruit but in, in in reality those things are fleeting they're not really going to last so I mean you know I know in the past I always looked at that verse as either being in the world or being in the spirit like looking at someone like my old life when every weekend I was looking you know, for some point of fulfillment through fun, you know, friends, right. drinking, the things we did, but they really didn't last. And I could see the correlation to that. But as, as a person who is in the household of faith, how does this apply to me? Well, I think what you said and where we are right now after having labored for so many years and we're waiting on the fulfillment of so many promises and, and, um, you know, how do we forge ahead still in that waiting and still not trying to press our own agenda or make, you know, what we've determined needs to happen. Right. And I think it's been interesting, too, when you think about what we've focused on the last year, particularly, is the calling that each person possesses of the spirit that they must embrace and, and fulfill not wanting someone else's calling or not, you know, trying not com to compare yourselves. And although we've talked about it for many years, I feel like the Spirit has really demanded that we mature in that way. But that is also part of that sowing into the flesh is when you're trying to attempt to do something you're not supposed to do. I mean, it, it's funny about the flesh. We look, we wanted to make it all these sinful things, but, no. you know, the missing of the mark can be a simple thing. You know, in the life of a Christian, it doesn't have to be knocking over the piggly wiggly or standing on the street corner somewhere. I mean, you know, it's, you know, it's the little things about obedience and and um, and really laying down your own, uh, just what you want, which happens all the time. I don't know about you guys, but I got lots of things I'm thinking about and wanting to. You know, there are just things that we prefer, the things we want. You know. Those have to be laid down all the time. Anyway, blah blah blah. Yeah, no, we. I mean, I mean, you, yeah, you got to guard against having your own agenda. 
Um, I, I was yesterday as I was putting, trying to work and gathered my thoughts together and look at this. I kept wanting to go work on the website. <laughs> um, you know, because I'm learning some things there and some, you know, getting into some different technologies and stuff. And so I, I oh my gosh, I had to keep pulling myself like, oh, I'd really, really go sit for two or three hours and do this, try to figure this out um, and just learn, learn some things. But, um, but yeah, I mean, that wasn't, <laughs> that was not my purpose yesterday. And it, you know, I had, it's just like anything. And like you said, necessarily things of the flesh aren't always sinful things, but things that will pull you away from what you should be doing. It's keeping your focus where it's supposed to be. And, uh, you know, I was glad yesterday was a cloudy day, kind of rainy day. Man, I couldn't do a whole heck of a lot outside. So it was like a perfect day to have to be stuck inside and, uh, because I needed to be, you know, looking at, at the word and, and uh, figuring out what was going to come out of my mouth today. Uh, and I still don't know. Uh, as, you, know we'll, um, I, you know, it's funny. I, uh, last night I dreamed all night long. I didn't dream about this lesson. But just dreams of different things. I even had a good dream for the first Saturday word and stuff. Um, but I was just dreaming about so many different weird things. But um, thinking, what, what else? You know, give me some good stuff to say today. <laughs> All right, well, let's, uh, let's look at this next verse. Um, Second, uh, Second Thessalonians uh, 3.10. For when we were with you, this, this we commanded you that if any would not work, neither should eat. For we hear that there are some which walk among you disorderly, working not at all, but are busybodies. Now that, now them that are such be, gosh, now them that are such, we command and exhort by our Lord Jesus Christ that with quietness they work and eat their own bread. But you, brethren, be not weary in well-doing. Um, I won't focus. I just included those extra verses for, for uh, what? What's, to kill time. No, um, for, you know, context, I guess. Of course, because I, I was thinking that busy bodies word there, which I think, I don't know, it's like it's funny that they said busy bodies in the Bible, you know, 500 years ago. Or, well, I guess it was, King, maybe it was King James threw that in there. Huh? What? What did I say? I said 500. I was thinking Middle Ages, you know, back in King James time. I guess they tra they translated as busybody. Who know? I don't know what the Greek word. I didn't look at the Greek word, but anyway, I thought it was funny. Um, and, and you know, was, I think of busybodies. I mean, I felt like this house has been cleansed of that because <laughs> um, we did have them twenty something years ago. I'm sure um, we're busy. We're busy about what we need to be doing around here. So. Um, Died, but anyway, um, but you know, he talks about uh, they quietly go about, and, and you know, and I think it's again, we're 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 doing the Lord's work. We're trying to fulfill His purpose, continuing the good things that fulfill His purpose. Um, and but you know, at the same time, I think you kind of mentioned it, Stacy, just a second ago too. But you know, we've we've got to stick to what we're supposed to be doing. 
and not worry about what everybody else is doing. And that, you know, quietly they work, which is, you know, again, it's keeping your focus on what you do and, you know, not being uh, loud about it, you know, wanting, you know, uh, just, you, you just quietly go about doing what you do every, every day, every week, whatever it is, fulfilling your role in the house and in the network and, you know, doing what, what's been placed upon you and, and, and trying to keep your, your, your eyes and your blinders on to, to what anybody else is doing that your, your focus is getting to, to uh, accomplish what you're supposed to be doing. Because, um, you know, it, it is sometimes you want, like, why am I not being a part of this thing, this event, this, uh, you know, whatever it might be? Uh, and that's just not ours to decide or to to, uh, to weigh in on, you know, whatever. We just do what the Lord, what we're asked to do, period. I mean, that's, sometimes I don't want to, don't want to do what the Lord's asking me to do, but uh, try not to, try not to say no to that, but uh <laughs> I'm not looking for extra things, um, but so you know, staying focused on our our purpose, our position, um, you know, not being distracted. I, I think I already said that. You know, just not letting other things and what other people are doing distract you from making sure that you are completing what you've been you've been tasked to do. Um, you know, we just, you know, we just have to continue, continue moving forward in the, in the righteous purpose we have. Um, so, and, you know, again, that, I think, losing heart, um, you know, the, the, again, it says weary, not weary in well-doing. And again, that, you know, losing heart, uh, losing your strength, losing, you know, you know, fainting and, uh, Again, I think failing, your heart failing, uh, losing heart is a killer um, in your motivation or anything else to keep moving forward. You just don't have the heart. You can't put your heart in it anymore. You know, I, I, again, I, and I, for me, it's always my, uh, the job and what I do. You know, if, if I just start, I just don't want to do it anymore. You just, I've lost my motivation, the, the passion. And we don't want to lose that passion. We don't want anything to try to rob us of that passion to keep moving ahead. Um, just, just addressing the whole losing heart and, and our well-doing, I think one of the things that has been absolutely crucial for me in the, the work of the ministry, which is what we do, is, um, you know, I think that word too, because I've studied that before, and I think it also means like spiritless, because your heart is so connected in your relationship with, with the spirit, with the, with the heart of God and with his spirit, and and whenever I start getting overwhelmed, it's so easy for the enemy to begin to um, make it about serving man and serving. And, 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 and I have to be really sensitive and careful that I keep God as my focus and that I stay in his heart. And from his heart is where I'm launched in my responsibility because that keeps me tethered not only in strength, but also in my purpose and my focus that I am doing it first and foremost for him. Because it's so easy to become, you know, to, to start serving the church. 
more so than serving God, because we all want to to do well, and we want, you know, it's it's in our nature to do that, and we're in this together, but we have to keep him as the focus and recognize that we are doing it unto him. Everything we do is unto him, and that keeps me from getting overwhelmed when I start realizing that, you know, there's a lot of responsibility, and um, like you, I mean, wait, I'm supposed to be retired. <laughs> well, no, it doesn't work that way, because we're kingdom people, and we're serving in the kingdom, but I hope that helps. I mean, it's just that keeps me really in the center of his heart, and it keeps my focus just so clear that, um, yes, I am serving my apostle, and I'm serving this body, but first and foremost, I'm serving the Lord, and um, that should be really our focus in all of the work that we do. Yeah, yeah, agreed, because I'm, I'm, uh, I guess all my life, I've been kind of a people pleaser. Um, I'm trying to keep people, I want people to be happy. I want them to, to like what I did, you know, and, and you're right. That, and that's pretty stressful. That's just impossible. I mean, I've learned it's impossible to make everybody happy. I don't know that I have stopped doing it as much, but because that's the way I, you know, conduct myself with, with work, but, um, and which is why I'm always stressed. But, but yeah, it, it, it's got to be about him only and not is everybody going to be happy with what, I've done did did I fulfill what he wanted the Lord not a person um and being being happy in that that getting the satisfaction that yeah I, I I followed through and I stepped in and I did what what was asked of me by the Lord um to not to um start lecturing my husband but I want you to listen to what Monica said because even though she's talking about what she does here at church you you what you do at work every day and, and people who do have to work every day in a job that is a ministry that god put before you and so i want you to hear that what you do there is unto him that will alleviate a lot of the stress that you encounter so anyway, i just wanted to put a punctuation mark on that because you know i know that's something you struggle with i mean i want you to be released from the stress and that you know, um, that perfection quality that you feel like you have to master all the time. So, and I say perfection with just you always want to do a good job. That's great. But, you know, knowing that you've, that you're doing everything unto him, I think will relieve some of the pressure you put on yourself. Anyway. Agreed. Agreed. When, when you first read this first passage... I really heard in my I heard the Lord speak in my spirit, and it. I love when you teach because even though you might not really recognize this, um, you really always bring a rhema word that that is for you, but it's also for us. And and I heard the Lord, really. I mean, He just so much highlighted your life for me in this passage, and and where it says, um, you know, it talks about the season. Let us not be weary and well doing, for in due season we shall reap. And I heard the Spirit say. Scott, this is a season for you. And I know you talk about the 30 years, but this is a season for you. And as you are faithful in this season, whether you're going to work to do that, like she said, to, 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 to do the ministry of the Lord in the workplace or, when, or, or for when he pulls you out and has you, you know, focusing primarily on what you do here for the church, this is a season for you. And, and God is saying to you, 
you don't faint in this season, Scott, and you watch the reaping that I will bring in your life in the coming days. Sometimes we can't see it. We, you know, we can't see our life in seasons, but God is such a seasonal God, and you can do anything for a season. It might be longer than seven days. <laughs> probably it probably will be, but it is just a season. And well, so well, now, he is speaking to you. Now I'm saying my sight's on five or six years. <laughs> can I just make five or six more years? When you, when you said that you're setting your sight on five or six years, um, the Lord's just quickened in my spirit. I mean, I'm, I'm a planner also. I mean, I, I've got to, you know, plan for the future and help others plan for their future. But all we have is today. And we have to be good stewards, yes, of our plans for our futures. But work we have, I mean, you really can't do any work um, you cannot physically work tomorrow's work today. You can only work today's work today. And you can't go back yesterday and work yesterday's work because that yesterday's gone, right? So while we can look forward and be visionaries as we should, looking, you know, looking towards that mark of the high calling in Christ and working towards those things the Lord has laid down for us, what we have to do action-wise um, is to be good stewards of our purpose and our calling in the moment and in the day. And so, I, you know, I think about, you know, about you trying to get through seven days at, at work or five days, right, from Monday to Friday. Um, you know, the Lord, you know, you, you may be at your job thinking, oh, I just got to get through these five days and then Friday's here, right? But... That's looking at it from a doing the work standpoint. But the Lord has a totally different work that he's doing in you and around you and through you in your place that you are, in the place that he has you. Uh, in terms of just impacting others for the kingdom and, and being a good witness to others and demonstrating to others how to live their life. So take some comfort and solace in the fact that, you know, you may look upon your, I mean, you may look at your job and your work as, as working for the man and working for a paycheck, but the Lord looks at it totally differently. You know, he's using you in that, in that space. And I, I mean, my observation and the testimonies I hear from others about you and your presence and what you do uh, and how you impact those around you is you are being that good steward. So, amen, brother. Okay. It's a crypto word for Scott Maston at the Wisdom Seeker session, April 7th, 2019. <laughs> Yea, my brother, I would say unto thee. Oh, that's good. Um, I'm looking at this next verse, and I, I do want to reiterate that this is really a rhema for us in this season. And um, so just like that mustard seed word that you got about a year ago, uh, that really helped us uh, as saints. And so um, this is, this, 
this is a word for us. I know it's a word for me. And I'm looking at this next verse under Agathos, Agathopueo, uh, Romans 2, 6, and 7. Who will render to every man according to his deeds? To them who by patient continuance and well-doing seek for glory and honor and immortality slash eternal life. Um, and I, I'm looking at this because patience, you referenced this a little earlier, patience is really a key to well-doing. And it's, it's a key to well-doing, not so much from the standpoint of continuing to do the work, because you can continue to do the work and not be well-doing in your mind and your spirit. And um, uh, it's kind of like coasting until you run out of gas. You run out of gas before you stop coasting. You may still be on the road drifting, but you know, you're not going to be going very far. And the reason I say patience is, is a different thing is because it is really the first sign of the apostolic. And <clears throat> the way patience fits in with well-doing and just dawned on me just a few minutes ago is that for you to be doing the purpose of God, which is what Kalos is, um, you recognize that you're serving something that he, it's important to him, something that he's given you to do. And everything, everything in the world and a lot of times in people and strategies of the enemy will come against that. And they'll try to whittle you down. It's not just, the, it's not just getting tired. It's getting tired of. And, and I've thought over the years about the various things that have come against our message the God's message that he's given to us. And even though it was heinous for us, it was easier for me when things were attacking from without because that girded up something in me that made me want to defend the people here. And, and that plus the, the mission was enough to sustain and overwhelm. But there have been other different things that come against well-doing and Daniel says that the enemy's going to try to wear out the saints, to, to rub them thin. And so, to me, patience in well-doing is this. It's knowing that what you're doing is from God. It is from God, undeniably. Not because somebody told you you're doing something for God, but you know God has said this. And that's been established. But for me, patience... It's kind of like waiting at the banks of the Red Sea. Patience is kind of like watching the tomb on the third day. You, you have to know that when you're doing something from, for God, he's the defender. It's his message, not ours. And if you just wait while you're doing what God has said for you to do, you wait on the Lord, he will come through. And... So the problem with patience is if you just make it you biding your time or you just waiting it out from a, from a standpoint, I'm talking in the, spiritual, in the spiritual, is that you're doing that in your own strength and you can't, you can't begin in the spirit and continue in the flesh. It seems I read that somewhere. If that's one of the verses that we consider to be holy and anointed. Um, but patience 
an apostolic patience is trusting God that no matter what's coming against you at the time, this too is going to pass and you're going to look up one day and it's going to be gone. And that's happened to us over and over again. But I think the biggest battle for patience with me has been, like you said, trying to analyze it and get ticked because why is this happening? They know better than that. And how do I rectify that? How do I protect other people who are gullible and might buy into this? Uh, you know, and I think those things, and that wears you out. Now, you've got to be strategic, and you've got you've to be willing to hear, know how to hear, and do what he says. But patience in, in the regard of just trusting, and, and you, you said this, I wish I could be one of those people that just kind of lets it go and figure it's going to go away. That really is kind of a, that's kind of a sideways synopsis of what patience really is in trusting God. And I admit readily, I don't do a very good job of that because I may look like, I, and I, I do, I do in outward demonstrate patience, but inside my engines are revving up and I'm, I'm thinking, you know, this is just uh, Popeye, you know, all I can stands and I can't stands no more. And, but patience says, this is God's work, and he's going to defend his work. And it's not just waiting it out. It's, it's trusting him in the midst of the boat. It's kind of like Jesus on, in the boat uh, when the storm was raging. And his answer was, do you think this storm and this wind is going to overturn the purpose of God that I've come here to do? And we know that, we've seen that. But, you know, I was thinking about all the different ways that there have been um, decided and and, uh, calculated oppositions to this unique movement that God has entrusted in some ways to us. And, um, you know, we've been facing things over the past couple of months, well, maybe the last nine or so months that have been pronounced uh, that have been unlike any kind of opposition we've ever faced. And, and, um, and it's, it's really a strategy. It's kind of like in Star Trek when the Borg, you know, you try to keep calibrating your phaser fire and your photon torpedoes, but they keep recalibrating to block whatever it is you're doing. It's kind of the other way. It's like the enemy tries to look and say, well, I didn't get through this way. I didn't get through this way. How about if I put these two factors together? Or how about if I can try this thing that's never been tried before? And in some ways, you know, I I felt, I feel like some have felt like Mel Gibson in that Braveheart movie when he's fighting and he suddenly realizes that the King of Scotland is with Longshanks. And the look on his face, I see that look in my mind over and over again. And I think we are, we are taking through the Lord, we're taking territories, nations are opening. And then suddenly that strategy of the enemy drops and you think, what good is it? And it's, it's the enemy strategy, but you gotta keep, you gotta keep in patience, in apostolic patience, trusting that you are only 
doing this because God has released it from his throne. And he is, he is determined to show himself strong. And that's your point of patience. And, um, you know, patience is not necessarily endurance in the stem of us just standing strong. I guess the best kind of patience is resolve, being resolute, and just then trusting. And that, you know, I, I don't know, but I, I do, I did just wanted to say that this is really a rhema word for us. And um, patience uh, in this passage here is, uh, is good. So patience in well-doing, you're seeking glory to do the will of the Father that's been given to you. Honor personifying the identity that he's given to us and knowing that this is an eternal process that we're going to be doing. It's not like we're going to get to heaven and say, oh, you know, we can forget about all those pneumaticos lessons. This is going to go on forever because this is the way God is. He's a God of glory. He's a God who wants to honor his sons and partner with them. And he's a God that's going to keep doing this forever. So I commend this, you for hearing the spirit of the Lord. Well, I almost didn't do this. I mean, I was fighting it. I don't know, that didn't really make any sense. Why should I even talk about that? Scott, well, that, that um, along with what the pastor was saying, I was focused on that word seek. And um, it's a, a word that's taken from Zateo. Um, and it, it talks about how uh, if you're seeking, then you're in a place of uncertainty. And um, being in a place of uncertainty certainly is going to heighten stress. And so one of the messages in this, in this verse is that we are um, to be patient in our uncertainty, looking for, searching for, that glory that is to come and honor and the things that the pastor was saying. It's very, very hard to be patient inside a situation of uncertainty. Sure. There's nothing easy about it. No. No, not and that's what it's, this verse is admonishing, uh, along with the other things that have been said. That's what it's admonishing us to be, and that's to be patient in... Uh, uh, in our well-doing during the time when we are in a place of uncertainty. That, that's not easy. No, no. And, and you know, I, was, I looked at that patient continuance um, and, it, you know, hupamino, but it, it, it says cheerful, hopeful endurance, uh, waiting, um, staying under God's covering. So, yeah, I mean... Uh, yeah, exactly, exactly. And, and like Pastor saying, you're just kind of almost going to buckle up and I'm going to ride it out. But no, this is hopeful endurance. It's it's knowing, yeah, and cheerful knowing. Just uh, as you know, well, anyway. Thanks. That was good. Are we done? No. <laughs>
Uh, all right. Well, let's let's. Uh, Pastor read that verse for me, so we're gonna move on to the next one. We only have a couple more. Um, see what else we can brew up. First uh, Peter two twelve. Um, having a conversation honest among the Gentiles, that whereas they speak against you as evildoers, they may by your good works that may by your good works, which they shall behold, glorify in the day of, glorify God in the day of visitation to every ordinance of man for the Lord's sake, whether it be to the king as supreme or unto governors as unto them that are sent by him for the punishment of evildoers and for the praise of them that do well. For so is the will of God that with well-doing you may put to silence the ignorance of foolish men. Um, you know, what would I say about what was I thinking on this? Um, and we try to do good in all in all the things we do, our interactions with those. You know, as as we've talked about interacting, and like even Les was alluding to, you know, in the world, in our jobs, and everything we do, and the people we interact, we want to be, we want to put forth that good thing. Um, uh, you know, I was thinking the the word. Um, It's also, where's my note? Um, anyway, it, one of the one of the uh, definitions or, or was to be honest, principled, ethical. It, you know, because this word, uh, means to be to, to have virtue, and so you know, being ethical, being principled in what you're doing. Um, So, you know, we, we, you know, people who are just looking out for themselves, you know, you, we, I'm sure anyone in, well, in all walks of life, we've interacted with people who they're just, they really think about protecting themselves. Um, so they, you know, won't take responsibility and they'll uh, uh, maybe cheat or lie or do whatever it is so they, they can kind of keep themselves protected. You know, I, I used to, years ago, when in my job, I was always worried. I didn't want to make a mistake, you know, again, always trying to be this perfect and do exactly what was supposed to be done. And uh, sometimes that makes you want to not you try to twist things in a little way so that you don't get blamed for something that went wrong, something that was bad. But eventually I learned it, it's like I, the right thing to do is own up to anything that goes on, you know, good or bad, deal with it. But be honest, you know, have, have some ethics and principle. And people see that. They see when you, you, you stand up for uh, what's, what's right in all situations. And you don't, you don't try to sidestep it or twist it in such a way to um, protect yourself. Um, Tammy, did you have something? Yes, and it follows along with what you were saying. It's about your job. Uh, this is uh, Proverbs chapter 3 starting with verse 3 through 6 it says let not mercy and truth forsake thee bind them about thy neck write them upon the table of thine heart now I don't want to speak about your spiritual endeavor so much I, I really want to talk about your job here and um, the interesting thing about this particular verse is how you are to hang about your neck 
mercy and truth. Now, if it is a spiritual endeavor, we know that we're entering in to the presence of God, you know, to the throne room, you know, that throne of grace. And, uh, you know, the truth, you know, we're always seeking truth through God's word, uh, through insights, you know, unveiling those hidden things and making them come to life, you know, as a result of, you know, fulfilling God's purpose. But I want you to think about this in, a, in your job. Um, the next verse says, after you talk about hanging mercy and truth about your neck, so shalt thou find favor, that would be like mercy, and good understanding, that would be the truth, in the sight of God and man. Trust in the Lord with all thine heart, and lean not unto thine own understanding. In all thy ways acknowledge him, and he shall direct thy paths. Speaking about your responsibilities, you know, day to day, this 24-7 type job sometimes that you carry. Uh, the scripture that immediately came to mind that summarizes all of this is to pray without ceasing. And um, I just, uh, I'll just share, you know, I've, I've uh, been a teacher, so I'm in a different realm, you know, than you are. Um, I am a perfectionist in many ways, but that doesn't happen with teaching. <laughs> it can be very humbling. But I really uh, felt like that as I walked through my day, um, I was constantly praying without ceasing. And I was not speaking in diverse tongues or just in tongues. I was talking to God. And I was asking him for favor and understanding in that situation that I was either encountering with a child or maybe the children or with my peers or with my boss. Um, and uh, the thing that I found about my job uh, you had a lot of stability, or you still do, stability being there 30 years. I think I had that stability as well because it looked the same year to year. You know, there's, there's, uh, you know, I repeat a lot of things over and over. And that was hard for me, repetitiveness. But I think what I liked about teaching is there was always that discovery process, which made it new and fresh every day. But I think speaking into your life and into what you do, um, I think God has blessed you with the stability. That is an amazing thing because a lot of people have had numerous jobs over their life and they never can seem to climb that ladder of success and make more money because they're jumping around. And see, that's not been your situation. So I think that that's a blessing in disguise. You may not feel that way because it's kind of the, you know, that repetitiveness that you see. But Scott, I really feel like if you would uh, try to really, uh, in the course of your day, I think you do this, but just uh, go to God and say, Lord, you know, here we are again. I had this last week, different person, but same scenario, you know, same kind of situation. And I've got to deal with it again. And Lord, I, I, want to, I want to escape this. I want to change this. I want to make this new and fresh and different. And I think that what he's saying here is if you'll just gird mercy and truth around your neck and really seek him, I think he's going to show you um, let me say, for lack of a better word, remedies at work. He's going to show you how to get around or, or kind of just ease through these given situations that you encounter. And usually it's not the problem, it's the people that you have to work with to resolve the problem. Sometimes that's where the real headache lies. Now, I realize I don't do your job, but I can remember in times past that 
you know, that's what happened with me. I kind of knew how to work the problem, but I had to work with my team. But working with the team was a real headache for me because of the different personalities. And so I was always saying, Lord, you know, you've got to help me see a way through this because it's almost like a roadblock again. You know, I've turned the corner, but here's another roadblock. So I just feel like uh, that was your scripture for today, at least from my perspective, speaking into your situation. Um, I hope this helps. What was that verse? Proverbs chapter 3, verses uh, 3 through 6. Thank you. Yeah, part of my challenge is I bring it upon myself because I want to get things done quickly. I want to move along. I don't, I don't want, I don't know. I just, I'm always in a hurry. I need to slow down, be patient. <laughs> no, I, I've thought seriously about doing that kind of thing. Get up, just walk for a little bit, get away, for, clear my head, you know. <laughs> Les was talking. I, I, yeah, I just asked Scott <laughs> if he goes for walks because he's always, hurt, you know, in a hurry uh, and trying to get stuff done. And I, I honestly don't know that that's totally unique to you, brother. Um, I do think that, you know, the, the society that we live in fosters that and cultivates that, you know, and, and, and it's really a lie of the enemy in the world. You know, you got to be productive. You got to be doing. You got to be going good, you know, all the way, always, always pressing, you know. And if you're just sitting there doing nothing, you're not being productive, right? I mean, that's, that's, yep. I mean, I, yep. I, I've, I've really, I'm not going to say struggled with it, but maybe struggled with it, you know, because I just, I have a hard time. I've, I've had in the past a hard time. This is not about me. I'm talking about you really, but, but empathizing, <laughs> you know, a hard time just being still, you know, and the Lord says, be still and know that I am God. And being still is hard. I mean, that really takes some 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 work. But um, as my dog Shadow has gotten older, she needs more exercise. So Monica and I have really committed to walking the dogs more. And I try to. I probably take her for a walk in the mornings about I don't know four or five days, maybe even six days a week. You know, just this very morning. I mean, I got up, had my coffee, did my Bible study, and then she's like there pushing on me. You know, let's go for a walk. Let's go for a walk. And we went for a walk, and it was about 30 minutes. But, you know, and I, and I always leave, I don't always, I try to always leave my phone at home. And, you know, you just, I mean, literally you hear the birds chirping, you see the sun coming up, you see the dew, you know, you hear the leaves rustling, you see the squirrels running. It's peaceful and quiet, all these, and, and, you, and it's a wonderful time to just reflect and commune with the Lord and think about, you know, what he has for you versus what the world has for you. So I would encourage you yeah, to buy a black lab and uh, <laughs> start going for more walks. Uh, I can just get up early and just go and leave my phone at home, period. Go for a jog or do something. Okay. Well, um, we'll, we'll one more verse here. Um, We'll look at First Peter three uh, sixteen through seventeen, uh, having a good conscience, and against that's agathos. Uh, whereas they speak evil of you as of evil doers, they may be ashamed that falsely accuse you, accuse your good conversation in Christ. For it's better that if 
the will of God be so that you suffer for well-doing than for evil-doing. Um, I think that probably goes without much explanation, but, you know, we march on. You know, we're soldiers in, in, in God. We're doing, we're doing his purpose. We're committed to his purpose. And, you know, even if we have to suffer for it, that's a whole lot better than those who aren't doing it. Because <clears throat> they'll, they'll, you know, I, was, I thought it, our suffering may be here in the flesh on the earth, but theirs will be an eternal suffering. So much better that, you know, we continue to do the good thing, do the, do what we're doing and doing, uh, whether it's, uh, well, doing the good purpose of the Lord, um, regardless of, of, of what comes with that, um, because of, because of what it, what it gives us for eternity. Um, you know, as I was, when I was thinking about this as well, you know, we're, as I say, we're committed, you know, we're fight forward. We can keep moving ahead and, in, in uh, learning new, new, more, new, new things about God, new revelation that just continuing to try to grow and, and know that there's more to God than just getting saved, being baptized and being saved. And now I'm good to go. And I'm just going to go on about live a good life. And I, there's a lot of people that, that's about as far as it goes, but um, we're continuing on, and really, what is a good work? What is a, the true and good purpose of the Lord? So, yeah, there's going to be some things that probably come against us, but um, the reward is is years and years to come. Like I say, we're we're just on a long we're on a long journey that's not anywhere near the end. Um, so, yeah, it won't end until well. At least in the in the physical state, in the flesh state, it will come to an end. But uh, but then that then there's just so much. Then it just keeps on going forever and ever. So thank you very much um, for all the participation, comments. Um, um, I love you all, and I appreciate this class. And um, uh, I'm, I guess I'm glad I did this lesson because I truly every time I get ready to do something. I look at it and go, what, uh, what am I doing? This, I don't know, this doesn't make any sense. I don't, I don't know if I'm, this seems like I'm not doing, I'm whatever, you know. So it's, it's, uh, blesses me that, that, just to hear, you know, especially what, you know, the comments from the pastor and, and Monica and, and others that the, this was an important thing for today. So thank you.